0: to Batchadamia, a podcast so educational two professors could be hosting it. Hi, I'm Dr. Danielle DeCombu, and joining me is Dr. Bill Henningman. Welcome to Batchadamia. So on Monday, we had the Bachelorette air with Katie as our lead, which was super exciting. And it yeah. looks like it's going to be a wild season, don't you think?
1: <clears throat> I agree. Yeah. And if my voice sounds kind of bad, my allergies are really, really giving it to me today. So,
0: don't worry, listeners. We're gonna we're bringing our best today. <laughs> um, <we don't... laughs>
1: and by best and by best, we mean two faculty who are in summer mode.
0: We are in summer mode. We don't have a guest today, um, but you know, Bill and I are delightful. So we we promise some. Um, mildly witty commentary and maybe a few academic facts for you.
1: I wore my finest tank top and anyone who's friends with me knows that I spend most of the summer in tank tops and swim trunks. So get, ready. get I, ready. Maybe Maybe this season I'll just cycle through all my favorite tank tops. This one is the sin of sloth. And if I think people know I have a thing for sloths. So I thought it was really when i saw it on amazon i was like and it's that like jersey cotton oh it feels so nice
0: you're just happy in your tanks i am that's awesome well so like we said we're in summer mode bill is just out of town tell us a little bit about your adventures you well got, you got some skills bill
1: well i don't know if i have skills i my my one of my best friends from college owns a um a cabin that's on what he calls a lake but it's really two ponds and he has a fishing tournament so i did that um and was nice and hung over and then went six hours down to my in-laws and did work for the last three days i installed installed a toilet i put in a microwave i did two days of landscaping um and then i did some uh you know uh other stuff as, as requested, other jobs as requested under my contract as son-in-law. Uh, <laughs> note that my mother-in-law listens to this. So hi Sue, I had a great time. It was wonderful. Uh, she fed me steak and then I drove home today and that's why my allergies are killing me because I did so much landscaping. Uh, so I got home immediately, re-watched the Bachelorette and my tank top, drank like three Diet Mountain dews and now it's I'm ready.
0: We're, di- we're gonna do it y'all yep. we're gonna do it all so you, I you did a lot I'm of gonna...
1: park you did a lot of park going I feel like oh. we don't need to just talk about me you finally the saga people of Danielle's kitchen appliances she finally almost has all the appliances
0: y'all so I think that my husband and I are cursed when it comes to home things. We've had lots of, like, I think we have had just, like, more difficulty with, like, regular home things. I don't know if we need to sacrifice a goat, burn sage. I don't know. Um, Also, I think that we could be a new show on HGTV. But, like, instead of, like, a do-it-yourself sort of thing, it's just middle-aged people trying to hire people to do regular maintenance on their (laughs) house. Trying trying to
1: decide... (laughs) Two very overly educated people tried to decide who's not going to ream them on a house project.
0: It's just, I mean, I don't, there's something, it's not ever easy for us. I think we struggle with it more than the average person.
1: No, I think you're in the same boat as us. And I like, whenever they tell me something, when they come in to do work, I'm such a, I'm so uninformed. I'm like, oh yeah. 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 That sounds right. <laughs> like we need to change the flux capacitator on your furnace. And I'm like, yeah, I hate when that goes out. <laughs>
0: my problem is is I was like yeah go ahead change it but then they come in and they're like ah, we're gonna have to take down the first floor of your home to be able to install this I'm like really dang we have to redo our floors in order to install our furnace I guess that's what we're up to (laughs) um it's just it's always an adventure um yeah, we did. We went to Des Moines this last weekend. We ate a zombie burger. Ooh, we went what, to the what zombie. Dinner. What
1: burger did you have?
0: Trailer trash.
1: Nice. That's it's the one. one
0: with for folks that aren't familiar with zombie burger. It's amazing. And I got a burger that had fried pickles and cheese balls on it. And I highly recommend.
1: Imagine you and your friends in college got really stoned and you thought up an idea for a burger place, but then you had the wherewithal to actually put that burger place together. That's what Zombie Burger is. And so it's like, we're gonna make a burger and it's gonna have like Oreos and and they always seem to work.
0: They're wonderful, their shakes are great. Yep. And so, you know, I'm working hard on that summer beach bod, um, which brings me to the next question. What is your go-to ice cream flavor? Do you have a go-to?
1: Uh, I don't do a lot of ice cream, but oh my
0: gosh, I quit being friends with you right now. I really,
1: I I, typically I go chocolate chip cookie dough. All right, I'm gonna do it.
0: So I'm really into Ben and Jerry's Fish Food. Okay, it has like chocolate fishes in it. But what I really like about it is it's chocolate ice cream with like marshmallow fluff stuff in it.
1: Oh yeah, named after the band Fish, right?
0: Sure. I thought that was
1: how it came out. Yeah.
0: Probably. I just like the taste.
1: Uh, Um,
0: I love ice cream. I think I could eat ice cream every single night.
1: I've been known to go to the yogurt place where they just weigh your yogurt. And I will basically just get a cup of peanut M&Ms, which it's way more expensive than just buying the bag of peanut M&Ms. But for some reason, I yeah,
0: have your favorites and you stick to it.
1: I love peanut M&Ms.
0: So. I guess I'll jump us into the episode.
1: There we go, folks. We're on to the episode. Let's do it.
0: Um I wrote a lovely transition for you all, so I'll go with it. It says, "Like Good. a summer's day, the episode begins
2: hot." <laughs>
0: um I'm not sure if that's really true, but it did begin with Katie talk about, you know, finding out that she was um chosen to be the bachelorette. And then she starts to sort of explain what she's looking for in a relationship. Um, Bill, did any of the things that she kind of mentioned that she was looking for, did any of that stand out to you?
1: No, other than I just, as a bachelor, bachelorette, uh, I feel like she's kind of bringing what we all hope she would. Like she seems like she kind of has a very good knowledge of who she is and what she wants. And it's not like, I want to meet a man and I want to be his wife. It's like, I want to meet a partner and I want us to have a life together. Um, And so I feel like that's, that's good. Uh, I don't think anyone really, if they're honest with themselves wants a partner that just wants to do everything they want to do. You know, they want someone who wants to be a partner. So
0: I wanted to hear her explain. I'm always sort of intrigued by what people mean when they say that they want a partner. Um, because I think like when I was dating and things like that, what I wanted in a partner was like, you know, someone that had maybe some of the same life goals and things like that. But now, like when I say I, I like want a partner, I mean like, hey, Ryan, like we're going to have to have a new fridge installed. In our house. <laughs> you know, like I want somebody that's going to help with like manage life in some way. Right like not as interesting as like, I want a partner. I want someone that wants to go to Paris with me. Right. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: So I just, yeah. just she I also agree. talks about being sex positive and bill given, you know, like what you study and stuff, like when people say that they're sex positive, like what do, what do they mean?
1: That's a really good question. And so we, we agreed because we're in summer mode not to do extra credit. So we mm-hmm. have totally, we are just, we're winging it folks. Uh, but uh, if we were gonna, I was going to talk a little bit about this because there seems to be, and we, we talked about this last week, this co-opting of her as being sex positive, being like she's a sex maniac. And, yeah. and I feel like that's a different thing. Sex positive is somebody who is understanding of everybody else's kind of feelings on sex. So, you know, if you look at sex driving people and the research on it, it spans, right? There's some people who like to have sex a lot. There's some people who like to have minimal sex. Um, and then people's interests in sex is very varied when you get down to it. And so somebody who's sex positive is just somebody who's open and honest about their feelings and what they need from a sex life. Um, hers seems to be that she's a little more interested in it. Um, you're, you're, she is. She has a healthy enjoyment of it, um, you know, But because in our culture, women are often told not to talk about it and to act like it doesn't exist until they're with one partner, it seems like she's a sex maniac and that's not it. And so my only concern about this is I hope that ABC does a good job of painting her in a light that it's like, it's not like she's some type of freak. She's a normal person. She's just vocal about what normal people want or typical people want. Um, So,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought it was actually one thing that I think kind of started to do that is when she would talk about what she is looking for in a relationship, yep. she wanted a lot of, I guess, like really stereotypical things like, you know, once <laughs> a family. And I think yeah. that there's ways like that, that worked as sort of like a counter to the narrative of like a sex freak.
2: Yeah. Um, I agree.
0: So, um, they show a quick sneak peek of the guy's, and then we cut to Katie waiting for the men to pull up in the limo. Nothing really seems to be happening, and then Taisha and Caitlin sneak up and surprise her. So there's a few things that I want to kind of note here. One, um, if you haven't paying attention to Bachelor World at all, you know that Chris Harrison recently announced that he is exiting the Bachelor for good. He has gone. Yep, he's gone, and apparently he was paid out about eight figures um to be gone and there's a lot of twitter chatter about this so any thoughts on this bill what you thinking
1: well he really held on because he was like i'm not going i'm not going and so my question was like what they paid him what what level of like ownership did he have of the enterprise? Cause like, if he was just the host, I mean, they could have fired him. They don't owe him anything. I I mean, his personality has built some of it. So I guess there's, there's a small part of me that feels like, yeah, maybe he should get some money. Um, but also what he said was pretty reprehensible and he probably should be removed and it's, you know, it's time for somebody other than a white guy to be in charge of a show that supposedly represents like America. So, um, I don't know. Eight figures seems like a lot of money. Yeah. Although Danielle and I are quickly approaching that with our sponsorships for the show. So, oh,
2: yeah, Casey's, if you
1: want, we're about to, you're about to be out of our market, Casey's. If you want, if you want that pizza to sponsor us, you better get us <laughs> on the phone.
0: Oh, our goal is to make $0.85 cents doing this podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing that's interesting, I mean, I have just a lot of questions, I think, about the Chris Harrison thing. You know, like, yeah, are they moving away from him because they want to change sort of the trajectory of the franchise? It makes me wonder, you know, we heard him say – racist things while he was on one episode you know like mm-hmm. so how often were maybe things like that being said behind the scenes that were creating issues um yeah eight figures it's like wild to me
2: mm-hmm. but
0: i you know i also know that the franchise probably like also makes a ton of money so i don't know what the right amount is to that but i could make eight figures work I think,
1: yeah. I wonder if sponsors were starting to threaten to pull out because of him. I mean, that's usually when, you know, it's it's one thing to have fans mad. Shows are tend to be like, oh, you know, they'll get over it, whatever. But it's when your sponsorship, because that's where you make your money. So like if Neil Lane starts to pull out or, you know, Hyundai or Coke or, you know, whoever is does during the Bachelorette, you know, that's when they. I think they start to get antsy. So
0: I think it's a good opportunity for the show to sort of start to reimagine and reinvent itself too. Yeah. So Kasia and Caitlin, they play out Chris Harrison's role for this season. Thoughts about how they're. Well,
1: what were your thoughts? I feel like I'm doing all the first, the first thoughts and I feel bad. I'm talk. I'm doing a lot of talking here. D3.
0: I gotcha. Um, I can talk. (laughs) <laughs> I think um, I think that um. On one hand, I would like it if they would, in some ways, let whoever it is that's in the role, which in this case is Tasha and Caitlin, make it more them. Mm-hmm. Right now, it feels so scripted, and it feels like oh, they're going to play Chris Harrison by right. like saying some of his lines and things and I don't know maybe that's important or maybe that's a good transition as they, you know maybe transition out of him being in that role um but then they're like these like giggly girlfriends
2: right
0: and I think it's okay that I like the idea that they're sort of Katie's like confidant, someone that because mm-hmm. like she looks back and she gives them,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: like she's kind of communicating with them, and like that's kind of fun. But there's also ways that I feel like they're kind of being presented as these like giggly, kind of vapid girls, and Good use
1: I of vapid.
0: Like no brains
1: no no I said yeah good oh. use of it no yeah I like I like the choice of
0: I was trying to think of a
1: word earlier to describe it and I feel like that probably a good the good one yeah
0: and I don't think either of them are that
1: no not and, at all
0: and I think like women can have girlfriend relationships where we are excited and energetic with each other but also not like did see. yeah so i don't know i'm interested to see how their role evolves as the show goes on
1: yeah i kind of felt like it was like in comic books when they like it's like we don't have enough female representation so instead of thinking up a different female superhero they just make girl hulk or they just make girl iron man and it's like iron man but just with girl characteristics. And so it was like Chris Harrison, but what if Chris Harrison was a girl? Well, he'd still say a lot of the same things, but he'd giggle in the corner and wave to each other. And so I guess that's why I. And, and I don't, like you said, I don't think either of them are, are like that. Um, so I, I'm trying to reserve judgment until I see a couple more episodes. Cause I think it can be good. Um, I kind of thought it was funny. Well, like if they're going to go this way, then are they going to do like bro Chris Harrison for the next guy? Cause I'd be here for that. Like, dude, it's a girl. Like, What do you think? Body's nice. What do you think about her personality? I didn't pay much attention. Nice. <laughs> like, I, I feel like that that's like the equivalent of kind of what I feel like they're doing with it, you know?
0: I did like that there was more interaction between
2: yep. them. Yep. Like,
0: I i appreciated that sort mm-hmm. of change up. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's kind of a weird role. It's always like, I've always thought that even with Chris Harrison, like it'll be like, this is your final rose and like walk back. And it's,
1: uh, he always owned it. And I feel like that's why people loved him so much. And so I feel like if they just kind of own the role that they're in and they make it their own, you know, he played this very straight laced. Like if they, if the two of them, I just hope that they don't keep switching every, year or every season, because I feel like no one's ever going to get a groove and get to kind of, it's like us, you know, the first, the first season people didn't know, but now they're like, they got it. You know, we've really, yeah. we've got a rapport. We do.
0: We got to, yep. we got it going. <laughs> so, uh, they, the guys do start to arrive, um, in the limo with Tom, Thomas being the first out of the limo. I don't remember much about him, but it was kind of boring and he was like tall or something and
1: oh he was I thought he was kind of creepy I thought he just had like not like just a real like intense vibe There was just something about him that I was like have a little fun especially with who the bachelorette is like I feel like she at her core seems like somebody who values humor and she even said it like you know guys got to be funny they gotta be in you know kind of enjoying the moment he was just very like
0: well later they have a conversation and he's like very serious he seems
2: yes sincere.
0: he seems very sincere but it was yep. a little intense so we have thomas aaron andrew and david and i thought that they were all like blah and i don't necessarily mean that they were just like their entrance was sure. like yeah. hi katie like have a good night i'll see you inside <laughs>
1: yeah. my name is thomas. Um, by the way guys, your notes you guys you guys can't see danielle's notes but they are amazing for this week. It's like <laughs> this person blah. But yeah, I enjoyed them. I was giggling while I was reading them.
0: Um, so th- we do get a little bit silly with Michael who pretends to give Katie a family heirloom and then it's like, "Psych, I just bought this at the airport." Yeah. What what do you think about that technique?
1: I I thought it was pretty funny and he had a good story. I mean, I guess like we're right now, we're, we're ragging on guys for being too boring, but then if they do something really stupid, so you really can't please me. So you might as well be kind of funny, but also be heartfelt about it. I feel like that's, that's the tightrope you got to walk.
0: I thought that it was, I mean, like, I thought that was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I was just like wishing that it would have been something that was more catered to her.
1: Yes. He's, he's the guy from Arizona, right? Mike
0: sure
1: okay he played college at point loma he played baseball
0: I'm or no or are we
1: talking about michael or leo i don't care michael
0: michael okay this is michael. yeah i know
1: sorry he's from akron that's the type of yeah that dude people from akron totally would do that <laughs> his wife yeah. passed away from breast cancer though 2019
0: that's tough stuff
1: yeah he's a son
0: oh yeah i remember that now all right. So then then we have Trey who has balls in the back of his truck.
1: I like it. I did. I'm
0: fans of Trey. Yeah. I didn't know that I would be, but I like Trey a lot. Um so Greg is next, and I think that they have a really awkward interaction. Can
1: before we go to Greg, can I read you Trey's bio that I found on yeah, Marie Claire, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marie Claire? Um <laughs> Cooper Hales from Covington, Georgia, and does have an Instagram. Aside from knowing he potentially went to Georgia State University and works as a software engineer at the Home Depot, that's about all the info we have.
2: Potentially?
1: Dre sounds
2: suspicious.
0: How, how do you just potentially go to a university? Like, I is that what we're calling like your first year at college during COVID? I, don't I think. I,
1: I don't know. Yeah, he's 26. I think he's a graduate. He's a computer engineer, but uh yeah. I they could not confirm. They did not get, they only got they didn't get the official transcripts. And so they can't <laughs> accept them.
0: They're like, so it's just, oh my goodness, that's lovely. So so Greg.
1: Yep, Greg's nice.
0: And then she's like, he looks like one of my exes. And I was like, I don't know what to do with that. Also, mm-hmm. Bill, do people
1: have types? Like Oh yeah, people people have types like looks. I mean, I don't think they go for someone who looks exactly like their their ex, but they, they have types, you know, like there's there's certain things that they appreciate. I mean, so I think I've talked about this before, like you know, a 10 is a 10 pretty much anywhere in the world. Um, you know, so if you are an international model, You can go just about anywhere in the world and someone's going to say you're really attractive, but then people have preferences for certain things. So they may like somebody with darker features, or they may like somebody who's taller. I like people with bigger noses. That's kind of my thing, whatever. Right. Um, And so that's probably where you see they date someone that kind of looks like someone, but also you tend to have a preference for personality. And so you say, oh, they look like my ex it probably is, they look like your ex, they probably act a little bit like your ex as well, you know, so they have a dry sense of humor and that reminds you of your ex. And then in your mind, you kind of get this conversion where you're like, they look a little bit like them, they sound a little bit like them, they say some of the same things and now you're you're kind of putting the puzzle together, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've known people that have like dated people that look really similar. I think we talked that, about that a little bit last week.
1: Yeah, I had an like, ex that dated a guy that looked like me and everyone told me. And I was like, thanks, guys. for you know."
0: I've only dated blonde men. Oh. And that's really weird because I don't know that if you would even ask me, like, I don't know that, like, that necessarily is something that I would be like, oh, I like really like blondes. Right. But every single one of my ex-boyfriends isn't blonde. So that's weird.
1: And Ryan's got really blonde hair. Your partner... <laughs> Your, your hubby, he has got like blonde, blonde hair.
0: He does. Yeah. Um, and curly. And, and when
1: Danielle was at my birthday party, one of my friends saw him and said, he has perfect teeth. So, Brian's listening.
0: He's, yep. like, a, he's like a Greek god.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you need I, to play this back for him. Wow.
0: <laughs> I'll give it, to, I'll let him listen to this for our anniversary. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's weird. So, okay, so then there's a bunch of boring entries. Yeah. So, John, Garrett, Austin, Marty, Landon, Carl, Josh, to just, like, kind of walk on in. Anything interesting about any of those guys?
1: Uh, no. I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at. Oh, Carl, the um motivational speaker. I, I, I really like him, but he's kind of got crazy eyes.
1: Wasn't he the one that, doesn't he get in a fight with the guy?
0: No, I think that oh. it was Aaron and Connor.
1: Mm. Okay. I thought, so, okay, when I saw it, I thought that was Carl. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, Carl, uh, I have a feeling Carl's on there to get attention, but go off, buddy.
0: I don't know. I think he's a motivational speaker, and then he probably does these, like, life evaluations mm-hmm. where, you're, like, you have your like life domains and you give it a rating from like one to 10. And I bet he's like, Oh man, I'm 10 in my financial. I'm 10 in my career. I'm 10 in my friendship, but I'm like yeah. sitting at a five for my romantic relationship. And he's like, you know what I should do? Bachelorette. <laughs> I bet.
1: He, uh, he's a carryover from the Crawley Adams season. Really? So He was, yes. He was like an alternate apparently. Mm. Um, is what I'm reading right now. So you've
0: done I, your research bill.
1: See, I think, I think his whole goal for like, once COVID hit, no one was going to motivational speakers. And he was like, might as well just try really hard to get on the bachelorette and see if I can, you know, get some pub. And now he made it,
0: he made it Problem yeah. with
1: being a motivational speakers. You can't be a dick on the show. Because, like, no one wants to, like, have someone tell them how to live their life and be like, wow, he's kind of an asshole.
0: I, like, want to be a motivational speaker. I remember, yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm getting there. This podcast is just my step to motivational speaking fame.
1: Well, we got Um, hit up by LawnStarter.com to uh, do some,
0: answer some. I was, I thought you gave a lovely interview about relationships for lawnstarter.com
1: yeah yeah look up for all of you who listen and are also subscribers to lawnstarter.com there will be an article in your weekly newsletter in the venn diagram where lawnstarter.com subscriptions and bachadamia listeners go there's that one sliver and then my mom who will probably get a subscription now to lawnstarter.com
0: that's so lovely i love it i i was like when you sent that to me i knew that you had done all this landscaping work this weekend and i was like oh like bill's like really handy and like i was like oh this is his relationship stuff it was like you're just you're a man of many skills <laughs> so andrew comes in in an old car and then he fakes an accent That he claims is part of his alter ego. What? Tell me your thoughts on this. I know you did a poll. Yeah.
1: So Twitter was not impressed. About 70% of the people were not impressed with, with his uh, fake accent. I wasn't really impressed with the fake accent. I guess if you're going to do it, like carry it out through the night. And then like, you know, later on he made it like 10 seconds and then he kind of, yeah.
0: You said it was part of
1: his alter ego.
0: Yeah, I'm like all for it.
1: Really? Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna be team Andrew here. Um okay. I just thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was stupid, but like fun. Okay. Um and kind of like quirky. So in the per- in performance world right I did this workshop one time on creating like an alternate persona okay you know trying to help create a character (laughs) but like some performance artists will have like a character like think like Stephen Colbert or someone I'm guessing that Stephen Colbert isn't Stephen Colbert at home right right in exactly the same way and so you kind of can do these workshops where you create like an alter ego sort of a thing and, and they're kind of fun. And so I Is that was
1: like, like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thing. And then I have a question. I'm very excited to ask you.
0: you. You should. I mean, it's just kind of a fun. It was just kind of fun. I thought it was bizarre. I was glad he didn't try to like get away with it. I don't know if he was like trying to do it. Cause he thought that that would like make him more sexy. Then I'm kind of like, eh. but like, that's just like, I'm a playful guy. This was like kind of fun. I talk in an accent when I get nervous, like Ross on friends, I'm good. <laughs> you,
1: know? you like a good prank. If I, I like
0: prank. a good prank, I like yeah. a good prank.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, is that like method acting going back to your thing where you did the workshop? So is it like Jared Leto? I guess when he played the Joker in Suicide Squad, he would like not let anyone like they had to refer to him as a Joker. I guess Jim Carrey, when he did Man on the Moon, um, Man in the Moon, whatever it's called, um, he would like, he acted like the person he was doing the biopic about. And like nobody could, he wouldn't talk to anyone unless they addressed him. So is that like that? Enlightenment.
0: Um, When we did yeah, the you- workshop, we did, like we went to a party And we all were our alter ego. I was a.
1: Yeah. Who are you? Oh my
0: gosh. I was a troll with a burned face.
1: (laughs) So not like a troll doll, like a cave troll.
0: No, like uh I was reading this amazing um young adult lit at the time. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's such amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: It's about a girl that like found out that like she didn't fit in and like, you know, high school. She wasn't fitting Uh in with other people. And then she find and she's got like I loved it. She was a great character. She had like wild hair and I appreciate other people with wild hair. And that she couldn't tame. And then she, like, finds out it's because she's actually, like, a troll princess. And there's, like, a troll commune, like, in the middle of Minnesota. And it was just, like, so... It was a great book. I have no clue what it was called. I just started reading Shadow and Bone.
2: Which... I just...
1: So you had one about a mermaid and one about a troll.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I just got... I haven't... I haven't read anything too weird lately, but I'm reading Shadow and Bone, which I think is a big Netflix show right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I have
1: it on my list to read it before I watch it on Netflix, but I might have to do it the other way.
0: Yeah, I just I just started reading it last night and it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I think I'm going to like it. I bought the whole trilogy. So my colleague, Erin
1: Hankey, is in in counseling. She's a big (laughs) young adult. Yeah, she loves young adults. She loves young adult fiction, so we need to get her in on the club, the YAF I club. I love
0: Yaf. it. I think it's the thing that's like, I'm like, I'm going to be a great parent to teenagers because <laughs> I'm going to know what they're thinking because of the Troll Princess novel that I read.
1: You and I YAF, you and YAF, <laughs> Young Adult Fiction Club. Yeah. Oh,
0: I love it. We should. Okay. That's great. So then Brandon came in on a moped. Okay, I can't get over Brandon because his like whole, like he has he's got a vibe and like mm-hmm. his whole his hair is a mood mm-hmm. and you know, I had seen like on Twitter or something. He was like, oh, my hair looks like that because I had the helmet head. So I thought he was like going to be on like a cool like motorcycle or something like that. Oh no, a moped. And I like I'm like in for that. Like I would buy a moped. I would, I would ride a moped around. Um, but he seems so serious though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think he's pretty intense. Um, but I have a lot of friends that are like that and they're kind of fun to be around. Like,
0: Oh yeah. You need some like emo friends, you know? And
1: they're just like everything they do. They're just laser focused. And yeah, I feel like that's him. I think that'd be hard to be married to though with my
2: personality
0: yeah in your friend group that's fine
1: yeah you need like two of them
0: (laughs) so the entrances start to get weird here
1: yeah you you had mentioned that they're like boring 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 and then all of a sudden they were like (laughs) we got you good
0: well I had this moment where I was like oh did they show us these in like kind of clumps like I was like did they build us like up and then, as I started, I'm like such a qualitative researcher. I like started to like code the entrances, <laughs> but I like realized that they kind of did. But right before they'd hit a commercial, they give us like yeah. a funny one, but it'd be like boring, boring, funny. But then they like just hit us with a whole segment of like weird. Yeah. Um. So Kyle like pulls out his underwear. They thought it was a jack strap or something. Hunter appropriately giving his, I, oh yes give I love that his name was Hunter and then he like pulls out a fish I don't know I thought that was funny and nobody said anything about that Jeff and his campus uh or his, his camper yeah <laughs> I'm like Marcus boring somebody else boring Mackie yeah I don't think that's a name I don't know if that's a typo. <laughs> my nose you you had
1: some pretty good typos in there
0: <laughs> i did this thing fast and then i went to put my refrigerator in
1: i think maybe you met marty
0: yes i met marty okay yeah marty i thought it had a boring interest but then cody brings, brings the in a
1: blow up doll.
0: doll i wonder if that's who that's also who got into the fight right cody yes okay I have so many thoughts about Cody. What were your thoughts about Cody and the blow up doll?
1: Um, so I, I don't know. She seemed humored by it. You know, she seemed to like, think it was kind of funny. So I guess it hit home. Um, I didn't get it. I thought the guy who had like a bunch of sex puns was pretty like, that seemed a little bit funnier to me, but again, I'm a 13 year old. Um,
0: so I was uncomfortable with the sex mm-hmm. ball thing. Also because, okay, Cody just looks like a guy I would not like. Really? Yes. Okay. I don't know why, but like, there's something about his appearance that like sends off <laughs> suspicious, like, okay. vibe for me. And I don't know why. That's uh, how I felt
1: about the guy in the present box. Like, he jumped out, and I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. there's an alternate universe where you and Bill, 22-year-old, got in an argument at a bar, and somebody had to step between
0: you. So, this is what's weird for me with the Cody thing. With the blow-up doll, I was like, okay, I don't really, like, love this, but I get why you would do this, take this approach for Kate. Mm -hmm. Like, so that made sense. And then I will say... I was surprised because I think he's kind of this goofy, energetic guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't feel like his personality matches how he looks.
1: Okay. Yeah. You can't judge him because we were calling Katie Dilgo, Dildo, Dilgo, 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 <laughs> Dilgo girl at the beginning of last season. And then she turned out to be this like weird counter heroine to us all where it's like she was standing up for people being bullied and... Yeah.
0: Like, he kind of, like, has, like, a, I don't want to say jock, but, like, he seems like he'd be kind of, like, an intense, serious guy.
1: Yeah. He's the zipper guy, right?
0: Is he the zipper guy? That I is think, even more yes. wonderful. He's the, a, He has layers.
1: Yeah. He's a a job so boring, it's interesting.
0: <laughs> so, then, Justin and Christian come in with the sex funds. Yep. Right. So Justin, he's a painter and he's like talking about stroking this and stroking that. And Christian wants to rub one out or something about a genie. Yeah. And then Courtney with a Q has a whole like speech memorized with sex puns. And my favorite part about it is that the puns were like not that good.
1: No, they weren't real creative.
0: But he like really like just emphasized it. And it was like, almost like so bad I loved it
1: yeah okay he's the entrepreneur the the fitness food entrepreneur
0: <laughs> so he has like sex puns and can like
1: yeah like I think he works at, I think
0: your protein drink I don't know yeah
1: he like works at GNC I think I think they're just trying to not like GNC wouldn't give him the green light to put that on there. So he's like, he's an entrepreneur of muscle milk.
0: <laughs> so then we have Catboy, which I'm calling him Catboy. What were they calling him? Were they calling him Catman? I was like, no, you got to yeah. call him Catboy because then it's like a reference to PJ Masks. PJ
2: Masks.
0: PJ Masks. It's a kid show.
1: Oh, wow. At
0: no. Time is the right time to fight crime, PJ Masks. And there's Catboy on it. Anyway, um, my kids haven't watched that in a while, but they okay. kind of like it. So I, you know, they threw him shade. I, I'm excited for Catboy. I,
1: he did his homework because she was like, like she was like, bang, I am into this. And then like they had their one on one, and she was really into it, and I was like, well played. And then he was all bummed he didn't get the rose. I think he's sitting pretty. I think Connor is. Uh, I, I think you don't want that first rose. It puts too much attention on you, and you know.
0: Yeah, I think. I just. I think Catboy has a shot, and there. I mean, well, I'll get to it. So after the limo entrances, okay. So we still have the dude in a box that present. We'll get to him. Katie goes in and she welcomes them in and her speech was really interesting, especially when you like compare them to other Mm -hmm. bachelors or bachelorettes. And I just kept thinking about how different her speech was than like Matt's prayer. Yep. And I was like, wow, they were not that compatible.
1: Yep. I agree. I think they would have quickly split after they were out of the bubble, that is the bachelor. I don't think they were a good, a good group. And then there was the one guy who talked about how he's a virgin and he's very religious. And I was like, you know, maybe Katie's really open-minded and then this works. I just don't think that's gonna, I do not think that's going to work well.
0: It's going to be intense. I, yeah. So she mentioned that the bachelor process is a weird one in our speech. She Mm -hmm. believes in the process, but it's weird. Um, So as she was saying that, I got to thinking, because, you know, having just read Aziz's book, Modern Romance, if you all didn't listen to last week's episode, you should. Right. Um, We review review the book. Um, It made me start rethinking things, though. I was like thinking about in the world of online dating, where you have all these options and you're sifting through and you're looking at these pictures. It's like it's really not that different than The Bachelor. I mean, it's has to be reciprocal. I mean, there's it's different because it's not like you have this person, one person gets to be in charge, right?
2: But Here, I was like, yeah, it's
0: not as weird as it was probably like in 2000 when the show came out.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the difference in 2000 was there was far less people. So the, it was slim pickings on online dating in 2000. I think now it's a much more of a, there's a bigger pool on both sides, men and women. Um, Like you said, the bachelor one person control, you know, it's like one-sided. So they are doing really all the picking. There's some picking on the other side, but when you're doing online dating, it's like everyone's playing the game, right? So instead of being this one-sided, it's like everyone's matching and seeing. The other thing is there's a lot more interaction from the start, right? So online dating, I look at a picture, I read a profile. I swipe, um, then maybe we text a little bit, and that could take a couple days before we go on a date. Um, and then we're face to face. And so I think that's probably where it's different. And then I talked a little bit about this a long time ago, but there's also these decision points that are yeah. very arbitrary and placed on people. And so it's like, you know, you could probably, I mean, out of all those guys, if she met them individually, how many of them would she? have like would be like I'd go on a second date. Might be all 25, but she can't, right? So she would she has to pick only 20 of them. And so I yeah. think that's a big difference, but she also has to keep 20 of them. So let's say that there's only 7 of them she really likes. She has to keep 20 of them. And so it yeah. it just creates this weird artificial um thing, so.
0: Yeah, definitely. I just I for some reason like occurred to me that it's probably not as weird to like be choosing between 30 men right now as maybe it was in the past. Anyhow. I agree.
1: I wonder sometimes if like The Bachelor drove the online dating. Like there's this weird fantasy yeah. for everyone who watches it and was like, it's like I can be on The Bachelor. It's slight,
0: slight, slight. Yeah. I mean, probably a little bit. Yeah. This idea of, You know, I think we talked about how choice maybe seems like it's this wonderful thing, but actually can, you know, can really paralyze us or, you know, so.
1: Well, and uh, you see that in all the episodes, right? Because they like all the seasons, the person ends up bawling and like, I can't pick. I'm in love with extra people. This person did something wrong to me. And it's like, it's kind of like King Midas's touch where it's like, after a while, it's like, I don't think you want this many options.
0: Maybe that would be an, that would be an interesting end if they're like, Hey, like we actually have all talked and we've decided to be monogamish, like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to all three just be together um, at the end,
1: a thruple, <laughs> like, a thruple if you will, that would
0: be, that would be um, an, an exciting twist to the end of the bachelorette. So they, they kind of have the after party, or I don't know, maybe it is just the party, whatever they do after the limo. Um. So, like we said, Thomas was super serious. We have Greg, who's a bit bumbling, but seems genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey, I think is awesome. Um, But I has some concerns about whether or not they actually have a romantic connection.
1: Yeah, you could see the friend zone forming already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Justin, the painter, he goes in for a kiss. Um, is that the
1: one that kissed? And then she kind of like pushed him away after a little bit of it.
0: You know, I found the kisses to be intense. Kisses.
1: I thought she, him and her. Like, yeah.
0: Her yeah. Okay. Know. Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: like, they weren't
1: just they weren't just pecks on the cheek. That's for sure.
0: No, I mean, and it's such a difference than Matt's open eyed kisses. You know, like these Let's were kiss like kiss. there's like a lot happening there. So then we also have Jeff, who has this total Owen oh. Wilson vibe. I think. Yes takes her into this like camper and she's like totally grossed out by it
1: yeah and, i that ooh. was that was awkward and then he made kind of a weird like roofy joke where he's like but i'm like, not just, yeah and it was like oh jeff oh
0: you know like it was like one of those things where i'm like i know that you're sane. i'm not gonna get you drunk and try to sleep with you in the camper but you're also like now I feel like maybe you're thinking about getting yeah, me drunk and sleeping in the
2: But,
1: but <laughs> like, if you want to get drunk and sleep <laughs> in the yeah.
0: No, Ooh. it was awkward. I'm glad you thought that was weird too.
1: I feel like any one of those things was fine, but it was like the confluence of like three of them, you know?
0: Yeah, it was something. And then, so this drama erupts between, I, it's actually Aaron and Cody. Yeah. I think I got... You've got As
1: Aaron exactly and Cody. Okay, Cody.
0: I did not understand any of this. I felt like it just like all of a sudden Aaron kind of was like, I don't like you. And Cody's like, "Uh, where did that come from? And then like Aaron walks back in and the whole room's like, oh, it's tense.
1: I, I could not figure out. Yeah, I'm looking up Aaron. Uh he's from Walnut, California. He was a swimmer at UC San Diego. He's very tall, six four. I have no idea. Like
0: he's handsome, but like after this, I liked him just fine. And then yeah. like after this, I was like, ooh.
1: But Cody seemed very Cody was just kind of like, I <laughs> like he's like, I don't like you, dude. Which I get it. There's people I see some days, and I'm just like <laughs> I don't like you and like but I don't think I would approach him and tell him
0: I want to start doing that when I meet people at the university like we're on a committee together for the first time and I'm like (laughs) I don't like you
1: like when (laughs) they're making us go around and be like something about yourself and it's like my name's Bill
0: I don't like Danielle
1: (laughs) oh have you guys worked together nope
0: I didn't like her tidbit (laughs) when we walked around her tidbit was
1: (laughs) yeah I do not enjoy interpreting or theaters and combining the two of them really piss, really pisses me off.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, I know, right? Nothing like that taco pizza. Weird. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. I was like, did the producers try to stir something cuz this feels awkward. I don't even know. Um so James is still in the box. Okay. He finally comes out of the box. I don't understand this. Why did he not?
1: I don't know. Get out of the
0: box for like several hours. I'm worried about the temperature in there. I'm like, where are there holes for him to breathe? Like, I don't understand what he was trying to accomplish. Because when he did come out of the box, there wasn't like anything that interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like he must have been getting out of the box periodically. Like they took the lid off. They give him some drinks like they fan him because that's way too long. He works at a place called Paycor. You want to make a difference. So do we. That's their tagline. Human capital management.
0: Well, I guess he was human capital in that present. Hey. He's like, I'm giving you the gift of yeah. me. He. um.
1: His job as just as ambiguous as the present was as a stunt. Maybe. He just, I don't like him. I I, he, I
0: thought he looked suspicious.
1: Yeah. And he just was very like, it was very like, aren't you excited to see me? Aren't you glad I'm here? And it's like, I don't, I don't even like you.
0: So. Yeah, no, I don't. But he,
1: he got, he, ca- he stayed, right? He didn't go.
0: He stayed. He stayed. Yeah. Maybe it's like delayed gratification approach or something. He's like, I, I'm yeah. really build up.
1: And then the guys were like, he's handsome. He's engaging. It's like, really? I'm
0: Isn't, like, eh, I feel like yeah. you
1: mispronounced douchey and like sleazy. My mother-in-law was calling him. Uh, oh, what was the the book about the guy who lied and threw all the parties? Everyone has to read it in like ninth grade English. The Great yeah. Gatsby. Yeah. yeah. She was calling him the Great Gatsby when he came out.
0: I I feel like he smells like strong cologne.
1: Yes. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's, he's he's throwing on Tommy, Tommy, uh whatever cologne. What was this? Tommy Hillfinger.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I feel like you could smell you could smell that that Ooh. box from yep. our TVs. So Okay, people know one I'm...
1: expensive bottle so you can see it, but then he's got like seven cheap bottles in his. In... It
0: just acts fine. No, this
1: is Dior. Get
2: off of me.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Some of the expensive stuff is too strong smelling. So, anyway, Austin, Brandon, um, Gabriel, go home. Okay, so Gabriel, he Whoa. gave me some weird, weird vibes. He that was the hug. long hugger.
1: I'm going to start doing that to people. I know like there's just not enough hugs in the world. And then just like, do it with me. Get ready, Danielle. Next time I see you on campus, you're getting the long, (laughs) weird breathe in hug.
0: I, (laughs) here's the thing that's funny is like, I think that if I like, if somebody was like making a joke of it, I'm like in for it. So I read, I, I made my husband long hug me. Like uh-huh. a week ago, we were, I read the book, The Burnout Cycle. And like yeah. one of the ways that you can close your stress cycle is apparently by like hugging someone for like 30 seconds or like a six second kiss. Okay. And so like, I like noticed that he was like stressed out and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to long hug him to complete the stress cycle and I'm going to just see if it works. It's just an experiment. So Ryan, if, if you're listening, you're both like finding out that I think you look like a Greek God and that I conducted an experiment on you a couple of weeks ago by long hugging you. Did it help? I I think I would like to think so, but maybe that's just because he got a hug from me. Maybe uh-huh. a, even a short hug would have done the trick. Cause you know,
1: my friends and <laughs> I have a running joke about bath back hugs like if you run up and hug someone from the back, it's really, it's meant to be nice, but it's a sign of dominance. Uh-huh. And so it has been my longstanding tradition if I see them somewhere and they don't see me to run up and like give them a big back hug. Uh, you
0: back hug Patrick Peace.
1: No, Patrick and I are not on that level, but Christy, <laughs> Christy Marchesani, her husband, uh, I did it to one of my other friends and the president of the university kind of walked up behind us and we turned around and we both looked at him he was like, I just kind of walked off
0: my daughter when she hugs it's the sweetest thing she gives you little pats in the back and it's like the most adorable little like back pat oh she gave me like a
1: good hug hug. I'm not a touchy person but I do like hugs
0: I'm a very touchy person I like yeah I have to watch that because why not you know i mean i do like i i think i could like inappropriately touch a person
1: if (laughs) i had a dollar for every time university compliance called me it's like danielle
0: (laughs) i just i like i i say that i touch is an important way for me to express affection i guess i don't know i like to be close to people um physically (laughs) but yeah anyway weirdo so jeff landon marcus marty all of them go home too. any any go home surprising to you um
1: maybe i'm i'm looking h-i-j-k-l-m yes i sing the song of marty i thought marty uh was surprising the dancer um in reno but oh, yeah. he did, we didn't know much about him but he just seemed really good looking and yeah, I didn't
0: know about that one earring, dangly earring. Was See, I
1: thought I she would kind of people? dig it. Yeah, she's from Seattle. Like, I feel like she's, you know, she's kind of got the weird vibe about her. She might find it cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I just, just to clarify, nope. I am a weird toucher, but I always make sure that it's consensual. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Me, I wasn't really surprised by any. Um, I still think that more will go, you know, like there's more that I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. You can just send them home now. But I wasn't surprised by any of these. So it, it does seem like the season's going to get kind of intense. The previews that they're showing
2: mm-hmm.
0: look, look riveting. I'm yeah. in. So, I'm in. But um, I do have a question about Blake. So he's been in these previews. So we know that he's going to come on the show. It sounds like he doesn't come on until a lot later.
1: I don't. Yeah, I why don't know.
0: Like, why do you think they're giving it away in the previews?
1: I don't know. People seem to love to dislike Blake. He's kind of like the Chicago Cubs. Like, he's kind of a lovable loser. And it's like, everyone I've talked to immediately has been like the third woman that Blake thought was the one. And it's like,
0: it's a little weird. I, I think mean, they're using it, as, it at first, but then I, I don't know.
1: I think they know with Chris Harrison being out they're you know, people are on the edge if they're going to leave or not. Cause there's some people mad. And I think Blake is there to kind of tow him in. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's going to be a, I don't think it's going to be that far into the season either. I think it's going to be like three or four weeks from now.
0: All right. Any other predictions or takeaways or like, I, what you know,
1: I liked John.
0: Like
1: the, bar- John- the bartender that she said was really cute. And then he, she thought he heard him. Like, what do
0: you think a- about Greg who she gave the first rose to?
1: Um, I, you know, when she said Greg for a minute, I had to be like, which one was Greg? They all kind of, I don't know. I Greg think- was the, yeah.
0: Greg feels like a person that could have gone to my small town high school with me. Right. Yeah. There's like something that's like very like every day about Greg. That's like nice and genuine. You could tell he's like, oh, she a girl thinks I'm cute. Yeah. You
2: know, that's yeah. like kind of
0: lovely. But at the same time, I like sort of don't get it.
1: Yeah. Like why she's on there, why she thinks he's cute.
0: Yeah. I mean, like why? I mean, she's just like this, such this like secure confident and he's kind of just like this bumbling, which is like, I think part of what makes him attractive, I guess. Yeah. Like
1: it's endearing. It is. Unless it's like, that's his whole personality. And then you spend all your time, like, like, you know, making sure he knows that he's appreciated and found attractive. And so he's a carryover from last season as well is he yeah so i always wonder about that whole carryover thing you know yeah i like you know
0: it's even more scary to me that jeff the skin guy is like really into campers
1: oh was jeff the skin guy
0: i think so because he's the chin dude
1: so he got sent home
0: yes he did get sent home
1: oh well that's good yeah yeah he was creepy all right.
0: So anything else we should li- leave our listeners with?
1: Any predictions from you? Was there any guy no. that you were like, oh, he's a.
0: I think I, for me, I really I think Catboy is like maybe the person that I'm cheering on for right now. But I, I don't know. I feel like I need to get to know them more.
1: Yeah, there's other people like Landon, Gosling. The guy, the basketball person. I and it
0: no- went home.
1: Yeah, I was surprised. I thought he was going to be on for a while. Yeah.
0: Well, here we are. We'll have to see what happens.
1: Cool. Any words of wisdom for us before we go?
0: <laughs> Drink water and stay cool. Yeah. It's hot out there.
1: Danielle got a new air conditioner and we just got a new air conditioner. How many vents are you blocking now with this? Beautiful new air conditioner.
0: None. We're no. letting all flow. Oh, Are you me.
1: <laughs> I was, when we got ours. I was like, I no longer have to like open all the vents and have all the doors open and all the ceiling fans on. It's yeah,
0: even in this 91 degree heat.
1: Oh, it's keeping us at a nice, crisp. That's cool wonderful. Thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, my favorite. Sorry, listeners. This is so boring. We got a, do you know what a mini split is? No. So it's, um, you know, like when you stay in hotels or like in Europe, you see them all the time. They're like these white things that kind of go above oh, the yeah. yeah. So in our three season room, we installed a mini split. It both um, heats and cools, and it's so wonderful. Nice. Especially because we use that space so much. And so that's been kind of what's been awesome is, for us.
1: That is way awesome. Wow. I can't
0: wait to run downstairs and see my refrigerator
1: oh yeah well let's get you let's get you off of here this is important (laughs) important. for anyone under the age of 30 listening welcome to middle age this is what you have to look forward to new fridges and air conditioners and furnaces
0: and the badge threat so katie katie and
1: whoever your future spouse is welcome to your life (laughs) have a good weekend everybody bye y'all You've been listening to Batchadamia with your hosts, Drs. Daniel Dick McGee and Bill Henniger. All opinions expressed on this show are solely the opinion of the person who spoke them. If you like our podcast, please consider following us, leaving us a five-star rating, and a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, please share with your friends, family, and other ardent Bachelor content lovers. If you have comments or questions you would like us to address on the show, you can email us at batchadamia at gmail.com, or on the Twitter with the handle at Batchadamia. Thanks for
2: listening!